Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Can you guys hear my neighbor's ridiculously loud bass? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Son of a. Ranger Command Remix. Power Ranger Swag Force. Oh, dear God, oh, no. 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 <laughs> Party horn. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I wish there was a way to like dampen it, but there's no way. You play your own bass in return. And then... <laughs> just, just blast all of... Go to that video that has all of the Power Ranger theme songs. It's like a 21 minute oh. long video. Crank the volume, turn the speakers toward his wall, and just... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. all right. Oh man, that... Funky beat, man. <laughs> Alright. Alright, you guys want to just get started? Yeah. I just had an idea. Oh, what? When, <laughs> if you leave that in, you say, oh, that funky beat, and then you can just cut to swag force. dun 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 <laughs> it's the swag force. Drop the bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! That, that's literally the worst thing they've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> <It is. clears throat> All right. God, I can't concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill my neighbor. Oh, please don't. I don't know how to edit podcasts. <laughs> uh, now may be a good time to learn. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to have to power, power through this. <laughs> I could really play it up to him and be like, hey guys, today in the power hour. No, I, I won't do that. <laughs> What was that Family Guy? It's like uh, <laughs> Dingo and the Baby. What it was? Yeah, Dingo and the Baby. <laughs> There's another one oh. from Dragon Ball Z: A Bridge, <laughs> where they're like, "Hey guys!" And now on Ranger Command Power Hour, breaking news emergency. Discussions entertain you. Go, 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 go. Eric Zach AP having a good time to discuss the Ranger verse. No matter where you are, whether near or far, you can always catch us on iTunes, on YouTube, on even on, even on SoundCloud. Go, 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 go. Ranger come and go. Today on the Power Hour, Extra Episode 3, Ranger Retrospective SPD, recorded on April 20th, 2015. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. So I'm a Ranger up with your hosts, 
I'm Eric, also known as Trucky B47 or DJ Awesome Sauce. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. This extra episode is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey guys, how's it going? It's bumping up in the club, yo. Yeah. Yeah, I apologize for that because of my neighbor. But we're going to roll with it. We're going to... It's cool. We're with it. We're hip. We're with the young audience by having bumping techno and bass. Yeah, yeah. This background beat is provided by B96 here in Chicago. So... Mm. wonderful anyways we're gonna we got some news yeah what's news wow. finally <laughs> holy shit. i can't believe there's actually news on this topic it's amazing yeah. yes so what we're talking about is the power rangers movie has signed project almanac director Dean Israelite. According to sources from Variety, who claim that despite his slim resume, Israelite offered a presentation of his vision for the new film universe that quote-unquote blew away studio execs, which landed him the job soon after. So the news comes as a surprise given that his only major credit to date was his found footage time travel tale called Project Almanac. I have not seen Project Almanac. I have seen the trailers for it, and it looks interesting. But no, I just I haven't seen it. I've been meaning to see it. Yeah, same here. Like it looked interesting. I just never got around to seeing it. Yeah, and all this gives me even more reason to actually go watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool because that movie, from what I gathered from the trailers, it just deals with a bunch of teenagers. That's what Power Rangers deals with: is, is a bunch of teenagers. So it's kind of interesting that he'll be doing this. And it's kind of amazing when he went to these execs, Saban and Lionsgate, and he pitched them whatever his idea was, and he got the job. Like, that's pretty cool. And that tells me if they're really ready to have him on board that quickly, I think he gets Power Rangers. He's got to be a fan. I think I read in a article somewhere that he is a fan that's really cool yeah my only concern about this is because he is such a new fresh director because power rangers has the potential to be this multi-million dollar project that's going to be really heavy with effects and again i haven't seen project almanac but it looked like it had some effects in it i think power rangers is going to be a lot more effects driven and some directors handle that better than others yeah i think though another thing to maybe be concerned about but this might fall more under the casting director is Mm -hmm. just how big of a names that they're going to be able to draw in considering that he's a fairly new director right and that's the thing are they going to try and pull some a-list names or is it going to be like how Power Rangers has always been done and they're going to get some unknowns for these teenagers but then again I feel like to really draw in a crowd, you at least have to have one major A-list star to really pull it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does that mean the face of Zordon is going to be someone famous? Does that mean Rita is going to be played by someone famous? Or is one of the teens going to be that anchor star and the rest are newcomers? We don't know. Yeah. 
I really hope that they try to avoid the, oh, I'm like a 30-year-old actor playing a teenager thing. Because that's pretty obvious if you don't get the right person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I want to see a cast that has some star quality, but I mean, bringing some unknowns in as well will help, I think, too. Yeah. Plus, it'd totally help their careers. I mean... Being a part of the Power Rangers reboot movie, that'd be huge, I think. Yeah. If it's successful. And if they get relative unknowns, they could possibly mm-hmm. put the saved budget from paying them less towards something else to make the movie yeah. even bigger. Yeah, which I would hope would go into the production in terms of props and effects and stuff. Because the time is really ticking down. I would hope at this point they at least have a script nailed down. And the writers never left, unlike executive producer Roberto Orsi, who left to do his own thing. But the writers, as far as I know, are still on. So at this point, I hope that now getting a director that they're on track to meet next summer's deadline because at this point it's 15 months away yeah that's a really tight time frame for a movie i'm a little concerned Uh, i think it's cool that they got someone relatively new who i guess proved himself with his concept and vision at least which i think that's a step in the right direction but at this point i feel like they're really gonna have to pick up the pace in terms of moving along with this thing. Yeah, definitely. All right. Did you guys hear of any other news this past couple weeks that you want to talk about? Power Rangers Dash was released on iOS. Yes, Power Rangers Dash (laughs) was released. Have you played it? I'm addicted to it. (laughs) Like, terribly addicted to it. I am too, but the thing is, like, I wish there was some kind of level select. Yeah. Because I'm getting sick of that desert... And I think I've only made it to the forest five or six times. I've made it to the forest twice, so... (laughs) Yeah. It's like, do I just keep leveling up my guys in hopes that maybe it'll get easier (laughs) at some point? But (laughs) it's fun, and it's it's addicting. I really like the bonus stage. Yeah. When you have the Megazord and you gotta, like, tap really fast. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty fun. Yeah. I really like it because it's... Fairly simple to control, but it's yeah. still challenging. That's always a good thing. But I do wish that there was a way to control which ranger you were going to get when you get new rangers. Because right mm. now it's just completely random. Unless you spend like $10 to get one of those like sixth rangers. Yeah, no way. I'm just holding out hope because they have that calendar thing where if you play like a oh, certain, play a certain number of days then you can get one for free. So I'm just hoping that I remember to log in every day and get that. But... Oh, God, I got I got to log in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I forgot to do it last night. Because it, it didn't pop up the thing for me. It's I better double check up, on mine. It's been popping up at random <laughs> times for me. <laughs> ba, ba, ba! I didn't mute my phone. Can you tell? <laughs> but it's been popping up, like, not every day for me. But in the middle of the night. Okay, it just popped up for me. So sweet. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's 30 days in a row or just 30 days in general. But I'd imagine it's in a row. A lot of those apps want you to be logging in every day. Yeah, I wish it was that was a little bit more clear. Another thing that I wish was clear was 
Like, if you go to your collection, every ranger is listed at the A, B, and C level. So if you want to fill this entire collection, does that mean you have to get A, B, and C versions of every ranger and keep them? Well, not keep them. Because I have sold some of my rangers, and they're still appearing in the collection. Oh, okay. So you just have to get them in general somehow. Yeah, I do like that they have a sort feature when you're looking at that stuff or selling. Because I do that by series, and when I see doubles by series, I just sell them off. Yeah. And I only keep the best ones. Mm -hmm. What are your favorite rangers to use? Because all of them have different powers. So far, my core team is uh, Blue Wild Force, Mm. Red SPD, and Yellow Wild Force. Mine is Blue SPD. And the reason I do that is because he fires long-range, like, multiple bursts of blasts. Wow. And it really clears the enemies. So he's my first guy. And then when you get that power-up that increases your attack, Mm -hmm. it's basically like he has a machine gun. And I just hold down that button the entire time. And it clears enemies. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm trying to level him up as much as possible. And then I've got red MMPR and then yellow samurai because she throws discs. So I really like the range attacks because I feel that there's too much error and there's more possibility to get damaged if you use like a fighter with a sword. Yeah. Or a stick. So I try to avoid that, but I found that Jason's attack is actually fairly strong, his sword attack. Mm -hmm. So I try to keep him as my backup. But I mainly roll with SPD Blue because of that machine gun ability. I think it's really cool. That's why I like the SPD Red, because he has the Delta Blaster pistol-type action. Pistol-type action. (laughs) Have you played any of it, Zach? I have. Actually, I'm playing it right now. Uh, (laughs) I goofed and... When it was like, hey, do you want to play the tutorial or do you want to skip it? My brain went, I can skip this. Instead of not realizing that, no, wait, I've never played this game before. I should probably learn what the hell I'm doing. So I jumped in head first and it asked me, what team do you want? So, of course, I picked SPD. That's what I did. And I've got uh, SPD red, green, and pink. But those are the only rangers I have. So I'm confused as to how I get more rangers. Oh, you just go to the store. Oh, well, I should probably figure out where that is on the main menu. (laughs) Probably stuff I could have learned in the tutorial. Well, actually, they don't even tell you about that in the tutorial. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you go to the main menu, it's on the store. And then you're basically your currency is on the top left. You can buy rangers or those gem things. And those basically enhance your ranger abilities. Mm-hmm. And you can buy the rangers with either the coins or you can buy them with points. But the thing is, if you buy them with points, it's a random situation where you either get a ranger or a gem. Yeah. Uh... So if you run out of coins, you can buy them with points. And if you run out of points, you can buy them with coins. I just remember seeing someone post on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but it was like, I spent $10 and I got Tommy. Oh, (laughs) 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 that is terrible. I think it's funny that we all have SPD on our team (laughs) since we're having a retrospective. I just learned you can double jump. Holy cow. Oh, my God. <laughs> is there a way to, like, replay the tutorial? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm learning as I go, so it's fine. Yeah, you can double jump. What else do you want to know? 
<laughs> um, I think I'll be okay once I buy some more Rangers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buy some more Rangers. Oh, one thing I did learn today, yeah. which took me a while, don't know how I didn't know this before, but if you just keep upgrading your Ranger levels, it'll eventually bump it up a grade, too. Oh, what? Yes. I wish I knew that, because... <laughs> I've been hoping just to get like the A, B, and C people, but if I can upgrade what I already have, do you know what level until they upgrade? I have no idea, but the thing is, I didn't realize it until now because this game is very obviously just a quick port of the Korean version. Yeah. Very, very obvious. And some of the English is very broken, so I had to read it a couple times. It took me a while, so it's very easy to miss. I have enough coins to buy 30 Rangers, apparently. Holy sh! Do it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Actually, do it now and tell us what you're oh, doing. All right. All right, Dino Charge Blue. Hashtag Yoshi. You son of a... <laughs> <laughs> I feel so awkward, seriously, just sitting here and opening these. <laughs> Black Overdrive will never be used. <laughs> Boo, Benza. <laughs> okay, a second Operator Red, so I can sell that one. Well, is it? Is it? It's C- also secret. Yeah. Oh, okay. You second. can also keep him and just equip him with a different gem. Oh, that's a good point. Interesting. Look at these tips from AP. Seagrade, so be- Blue Mystic Force. Ooh. Ooh. You're getting all the good ones. Yeah, like I've got all these like terrible ones. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Shit. cow! What S grade white Mystic Ranger? You what? Son of a <laughs> <laughs> what? How the no S grade white you? Mystic Force? Oh, you! Oh man, oh. Morphin Legacy would be all over that. I'm all over I that. I tapped. I tapped it to buy another one, and it's like, oh. I can feel the power, and I was like, uh-oh, that's new. <laughs> I can feel the power? That's what it said? Yeah, when I opened it, it was like, uh-oh, I can feel the power, and it opened up, and it was S-level, White Mystic Ranger. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> you suck. Yeah, she's going what? on my team. S-grade White Mystic. Mother <laughs> Like, damn it. I think you won the internet with that White Mystic. Yes. Seriously. I, I think I might have. I love when I get rare stuff like that in games. I always get excited. I have also ten of those red and yellow coin dealies. Oh! Oh, that means you can use that to get another ranger. Okay, well, let's do it. <laughs> and that increases your chances of an S-grade. A-grade blue samurai ranger. Oh, okay, cool. And I'm, that means you can sell your other guy. Yeah, and I'm one coin away from doing it again, so... Well, that means you just got to play level. Holy shit, this entire time we talking, I made it to the Legendary Forest. This is my best game I've ever been doing. So apparently talking to you guys while playing this <laughs> is really helping me out right now. Sorry, just, oh, I lost my other ranger. No, no, no. I made it to the second level of the forest. Holy I've never... Shit. Okay, S-level White Mystic Ranger's da- starting damage is 352. Good lord! <laughs> wow. I just had my best game ever. Yes. Oh, her attack is awesome. She shoots out a snowflake that just murders everything. Oh my <laughs> god. That sounds just like Udana. <laughs> it, that's, yeah, that's actually pretty accurate for her. This is a cool game. This is really fun, yeah. One thing I noticed, though, too, is 
All of the A-grade and S-grade rangers have different automatic abilities that give you advantages throughout the game. For instance, my A-grade Blue Wild Force, he gets extra treasure when you collect those. Oh, nice. Um, I've got 41 of those red and yellow things, so I'm going to buy... Red red and yellow things. The red and yellow coin things. I think they're called (laughs) G-coins. G-unit. <laughs> so I'm gonna buy a ranger with one of them. B grade yellow wild force. Yeah. Sweet. I wish I could just make my entire team full of Taylor, and then that could just <laughs> beat everything up. It's a lot of fun. It really is. Yeah. God, but that S grade mystic. I freaking hate you, Zach. That's awesome. But here's the thing. That's my luck because I'm a beginner. I'll never have that luck again. <laughs> ever i will play this game for a hundred hours and the best i'll do is an a grade something now because like that's it i've had the s grade that's my luck i'm over so it is possible to get the s grade rangers without actually buying them with real money yeah yeah it's just super rare then mm-hmm. so i just lucked out on a ten dollar value for free <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And you didn't get Tommy, so... Yep, that's... (laughs) Yeah, thank God for that. Oh, man, you need to tweet that to the heavens. Yeah, I got Mystic. Well, I mean, people will know by the time they listen to this episode, because I'm sure you'll include that in the bloopers. (laughs) Yeah, I think I will. Anyways, yes, Power Rangers Dash is fun. I think it's a lot more fun than the other, the card game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. You and I, AP, we've tried to connect multiple times to this. Yeah, and it just, it sucks with reliability. Yeah, it's it's really horrible. For Power Rangers Unite, I like the card art and stuff. It's just, they're so limited on series, and with the connectivity issues, all I want to do is play with my friends. I just want to play with you guys, and kick your butts, and be fine. Especially since (laughs) I already passed the story mode, so there's like nothing else to do. There's nothing to do. Why I like Dash is because they have a lot more Ranger teams. Yeah. I wish they had all of them, but hopefully that's in another update. Mm-hmm. All right, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk about our Ranger retrospective for SPD. This year is the 10th anniversary of Power Rangers SPD. It aired in February 2005, Last episode, we had the guys from Ranger Stop on, and they've assembled the five-man cast for SPD for the anniversary. Right now, they're the only convention celebrating SPD's 10th anniversary. It's really cool, and if you listen to our last episode, it seems like they're trying to get maybe a couple more SPD people, which, as far as I know, would be maybe someone from New Zealand, because that's really the only other people you could have aside from Greg Wanowitz or Bruce Kalash. Whatever they've got planned, it's going to be awesome. But yeah, 10 years with SPD, it makes me feel old. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been that long. 2005 was just a crazy year. Like for me, that's when my parents moved to Michigan. I was out on my own. And then it was, it's funny because they moved to Michigan a month before Yomacon. And so when I heard about Yomacon and the SPD Rangers being there, and that was in Michigan, I'm like, oh my god, and my parents just moved there. I can just hang out there and then go to the convention. (laughs) It worked out really well just because I was able to take my brother. That convention was the same weekend 
that the last episode of SPD aired. Wow. In November. It was crazy. I just can't believe it's been 10 years. It's it's amazing. And it still holds up. Still holds it really up does. a lot. What's funny is now that it's been 10 years, we're halfway until 2025 (laughs) (laughs) where SPD becomes not a reality. But, you know, it will be funny to see what 2025's Power Rangers season will be. (laughs) In the not-too-distant future, Earth has become a haven for all alien races who come from the farthest reaches of the galaxy to live in peace. 99% of the newcomers live in harmony. But for the 1% who can't, there is Space Patrol Delta. The new breed of police to bring them in. So, SPD. Uh, The plot of SPD, for those that don't know, uh, is the story takes place in 2025 after Earth has welcomed alien beings to live peacefully with the human race. However, peace is short-lived as the planet-conquering Trubian Empire turns its destructive attention to Earth. When the Earth's first line of defense, the SPD-A squad, vanishes without trace, the protection of the planet falls to their replacements, the B-Squad Rangers, led by their dog-like alien commander, Anubis Doggy Kruger. When two reformed thieves join the team as red and yellow SPD Rangers, tensions thrown to tear them apart. With the alien threat growing stronger every moment, the Rangers must put aside their differences and go into action as one. Using teamwork, intergalactic weaponry, and high-tech Zord vehicles to battle evil, they unite to become one of the ultimate forces for good, Power Rangers Space Patrol Delta. Yeah. It's such a cool premise. I love SPD because I really am drawn to seasons with a tech theme. Like Lightspeed Rescue, SPD, Time Force, all of those. Like I really love the tech-based seasons because it's like, hey, we didn't tap into some magical energy. We didn't do any of that. We created Rangers ourselves. Yeah. Like I really like organizations mm-hmm. in Power Rangers. I like that too because it seems not that Power Rangers is realistic at all, but <laughs> it's a little bit more realistic. Especially with like a military type vibe. Yeah. Or something like that. I think it gives the Power Rangers structure. Even RPM, even though they weren't directly military, they were overseen by the military. And I thought it was kind of cool. I'm really drawn to those types of of series. In my opinion, SPD is the best one out of that type of theme. SPD, Space Patrol Delta, heavily police-themed from Decaranger, the Japanese counterpart. This was the first totally police-based type of theme that we've had for a show. Lightspeed Rescue, I mean, they had firefighters and rescue workers and and that kind of stuff, but there was never really a protecting force of Power Rangers, like, as part of law enforcement. I mean, technically, Time Force was, but we never really got to see that because they were one of those displaced without their own... Yeah, without their organization. To me, I really like the theme of the Zords as well. Got all the sirens and... Oh, it's just, it's such a cool season. Yeah, I love it. We're going to go a little bit more into why we love SPD. First, the Rangers themselves and the Allies. 
What do you guys love about the Rangers? I love Boom's incessant optimism. <laughs> like, yeah, he flunked out of the Academy, and yeah, he didn't become a Ranger, but he's still so happy and proud to be working with SPD, even in his capacity as an equipment tester for Cat. That's what gets to Jack, hey, even though I'm not something important, I'm still part of the machine that is saving Earth every day. I really like Boom because, in a way, he's really the heart of the team. Even though he never became a ranger except in his dreams, <laughs> um, he was always there to give the rangers some advice or maybe inspire them a little bit. And and they inspired him, too, because I really liked at the end of the series in, in endings, you know, when everyone else is ready to give up, not boom. And he really inspired people. And I think Kelson Henderson played such a great role for Boom. He did such a great job. And honestly, he was really one of the least annoying comedy relief that Power Rangers has had. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really like Boom. <laughs> I think Cat's really cool. Cat was awesome. Yeah, Cat yeah. was, was... Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm into anime and that kind of stuff. But when the series first aired, I'm like... Wait, we're getting a cat girl? Seriously? <laughs> literal cat girl, yeah. A literal cat girl. I was like, okay, I'm digging it. <laughs> but she was the brains of the team, super smart. I like that she could hold her own during a fight. Even before she got the cat ranger powers, she could hold her own against the foot soldiers. And she's just a really cool character. I really liked her dynamic with Doggy. That kind of played into the Decker Ranger aspect a little bit. And God, when she got the Cat Ranger powers, that was awesome. I wish they didn't do the whole, oh, it's only an hour. But yeah, they were working with the Sentai constraints. Despite the fact that she was a cat alien, she was also just a really good uh, female role model. Oh yeah, absolutely. In a way, kind of like the secondary mentor to the Rangers. Yeah. As for the Rangers themselves, I'll say this until the day I die. Bridge is my number one favorite SPD <laughs> character. I just, I love Bridge. Yeah. He's cool. With SPD, uh, sorry, I'm jumping back a little bit, but I mean, I, no, I, I got my friend who hadn't watched Power Rangers since the original into mm -hmm. it by saying, hey, check out SPD. And he watched the series because we share a Netflix account. And he's like, yeah, I'll watch it. And he loved it. He's like, holy cow, this is actually really damn good for being kids show. And, and I said, mm -hmm. I told you, man, like there are good seasons just like anything. And he loved SPD. He thought Bridge was funny too. Bridge is absolutely my favorite SPD character. I'm with you mm -hmm. on that one. Wonderfully portrayed by Matt Austin. That's going to be really cool to meet him at Ranger <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. That's my whole goal. <laughs> To be there, because I've got all the other actors' autographs, and I just need that one more on my poster. <laughs> I'll be set. Back to the Rangers. Just this entire yeah. Ranger cast is just mm -hmm. fantastic. They have really oh, great yeah. chemistry. Like, very yeah. great. And they're just, their talents, like their acting abilities. Brandon J. McLaren, he's been on so many TV shows now. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, he's a great actor. Oh, yeah, definitely. They've all been pretty successful doing what they do. And Matt Austin went to direct uh, short films and he's working on his own projects. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that they had such a great chemistry offset. That it totally carried into the show, and it made SPD better. Yeah. 
I love Doggy Kruger. <laughs> He's one of my favorite mentors. And when he rangered up for, I, I want to say Decca Master, but, but for, uh, well, because I love Decca Ranger. Decca Ranger was actually my first Sentai. That was in 2004, and that's when I was getting back into Power Rangers because of Dino Thunder. When you're on Ranger board and that stuff at that time, people were talking about the Sentai at the time, which was Decca Ranger. I'm like, man, I got to give this a try. Mm-hmm. And I instantly loved the characters. I loved the theme. I loved the police stuff, just like SPD. Yeah, other Sentai series have come after it that I like more than Deck Ranger. But as my first Sentai, that's never going to be out of my mind. That's my first. Mm -hmm. I don't know if all of my love for SPD comes from my love of Deck Ranger. At the same time, they're both so different. SPD did recycle some of the filler episodes from Decoranger, but I think theme-wise, I think SPD pushed it more, especially with the space part. Mm-hmm. Whereas Decoranger, it was special police Decoranger, and they dealt with aliens. I really liked that SPD pushed it into the science fiction space realm. Even though they didn't go to space a lot, I like that concept that they brought the aliens to Earth and they went that way with it. Going back to that, Deca Ranger was also my first foray into Sentai. But you haven't watched a lot of Sentai, right? No, I haven't. And I didn't even watch that much of Deca Ranger, but that was my first real like exposure oh, to okay. Sentai. I think I always knew it existed, but I had never really actually made an effort to see what it was all about until then. Oh, I see. So it all holds like a special place in my heart, sort of like for you. Mm-hmm. Just this season in general is, it's just, oh, yeah. it's a standout for me. It really is. What was fun about, because that was, since that was my first Sentai, when the Power Rangers came over, this was really my first time, like, oh, that's what they did different. Oh, that's how they changed this. Because in Decca Ranger, the Yellow Ranger, Jasmine, she's the one with the gloves. She's what in Decca Ranger they call an Esper, so, you know, ESP, touch telepath, that kind of stuff. And I thought it was so cool that they changed that to a completely different character in SPD for Bridge. I just thought that was fantastic. And how they carried over uh, Sen, who was the Decca Green, how they transferred his like head stem. I was just going to say that when Bridge <laughs> did that for the first time, I, yeah. I was so giddy. I was just like, oh, they copied the Senta, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> But I like Bridges, kind of his innocent explanation for that. He's like, well, then all the ideas can flow to my head. (laughs) (laughs) And whereas I think in, uh, for, for Decker Green, it was more of like, kind of like a meditation thing. Let me clear my head. This is the way I do it. It was great. So it was nice to see those nods to Sentai. I also like the powers. Oh yeah. That the Decker Ranger, or Decker, (laughs) that the SPD Rangers had. (laughs) I think we talked about this before in our headcanons episode, but kind of like how their powers were reflections on their personality. Mm-hmm. Also, with SPD, we got a whole new set of Power Rangers with the A-Squad, and that was the first time since the Titanium Ranger that we had American-made, well, New Zealand production-made Rangers. It was cool. I liked that they 
used what they had available to them at the time, the in-space helmets, and repurposed it for something different. I think those suits were really cool. I think it definitely added an element to the series. A really good subplot. Yeah, I was really blown away by the fact that they included a team of rangers who switched to evil, not through brainwashing, not through magic, just straight up, eh, we see the way this is going. Emperor Grum is going to win. We're going to pick the winning side. Yeah. That's crazy to me. You never saw that before in Power Rangers. So, like, that was really unique, and I thought that was really a, a neat storyline that they had with the with the original Rangers. What was so great about that was when, in one of the earlier episodes, they got a distress call from the A-Squad, and there was some distortion because of the way it was playing out. And someone on Ranger board audio processed that and said, guys, the Red Ranger that's talking is a girl. And everyone's like, no, what are you talking about? (laughs) And then it turned out to be true. And everyone was like, holy crap. Greg Aronowitz talking on the DVD features. And he's like, yeah, someone figured that out. And they figured it out within a week after the show aired. If anyone has the Shout Factory SPD set, that mega set, if you check out the features, uh, the SPD Ranger Tales feature is the longest Ranger Tail feature out of that entire (laughs) mega set. I think it's like at 45 minutes. And it is fascinating. There's like a lot of stories and and tidbits. So if you have a chance to check that out, I highly recommend it if you're a fan of SPD. I got to meet Greg Aronowitz. Actually, we shared a plane together once. That's kind of funny. (laughs) Uh, I was coming from Los Angeles to Chicago. It was the weekend of C2E2. Yeah, that's when he was in C2E2. Yeah, Yeah. and like I saw him and I saw the blanking on her name now and it's going to kill me. The actress who played Tinker Bala in the Guild, which was something Greg Aronowitz worked on. And like... I just struck up conversation with him. I was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're Greg Warnowitz. I know you from this and that. And, and uh, oh, yeah, you guys are going to see 2 2 Yeah, me too. It was fun to just catch up and be like, yeah, man, work on Power Rangers you did was just awesome. I think that having a talent like that behind the scenes mm-hmm. is really what set SPD apart from some of the other seasons. That was the first C2E2 that I met Greg Aronowitz and then saw him again the year after that. <laughs> And it was funny because, like, the first time I saw him, I had him sign my SPD Volume 1 DVD. And then the next year, he's like, oh, yeah, bring Volume 2 next time. And then I brought Volume 2. And then that Power Morphicon, I brought Volume 3. (laughs) (laughs) So he totally remembered that. That's pretty fun. But, yeah, going into the production of this, with SPD, they had a new executive producer uh, with Bruce Kalish. They had Greg Aronowitz come on board who, even before SPD, he has this huge career of production and props. He's worked on a ton of projects. It's great. If you ever go to his YouTube channel, Barnyard Effects, his warehouse has all these amazing things. Like He's got a segment on his YouTube called What's in My Barn. And the amount of stuff that he has that he's from projects that he's worked on or things that he collects is mind-blowing. It's basically prop candy land. Like, you walk in oh. there, and there's something oh, yeah. on every shelf where you're just like, want that, want that, want that. <laughs> <laughs> what he brought to SPD was huge. If any of you were at Paramorphicon, you saw it firsthand at his table. He took a big corner section of one of the aisles, and it was just all of the SPD props, an entire display. And it was amazing 
to see all of that in person. I was just blown away. They even had a little maquette mock-up of Omni and Grum's throne room with the floating brain and all that. They had a miniature version of that. And it was just incredible. And you, I'm so jealous. You you lucked out and got one of those art books. I did. I got the SPD art book. They only, he only made five of them. That was probably my best purchase. And my other best purchase was the Drew Struzan SPD poster, which I had been looking for for 10 years because he originally gave those away during, I think it was San Diego Comic-Con of 2005 or 2006. It was whenever those guys went to San Diego Mm Comic-Con. And it was very limited. One of the first booths I went to when I got into the show floor at Paramorphicon, I went straight to Greg's table. And I saw that he had the Drew Struzan posters there. And I think he only had... 10 of them left. He's like, yeah, after this, it's done. I'm like, oh, thank God. I've been looking for this one. <laughs> 10 years. People may not know Drew Struzan by name, but you've seen his artwork. He's the poster guy for like all these films, like Indiana Jones, E.T. Whenever you see a poster that's got like that, it's illustrated and it's very nicely done. It's most likely a Drew Struzan. Like he did the Back to the Future posters. He did Greg Aronowitz's uh, Le Bleu picture. When the Star Wars trilogy came out in the 90s as a re-release, he did those posters yes. as well. Yes. And yeah, so the art is just amazing. Because of Greg's connections of doing this work for so long, he was able to get drew struzan the commission and spd poster and it's just it's like that movie style that i like so that's one of the big things in my collection that i'll never let go but that's all thanks to greg what they were able to do on a power rangers budget with the sets with the effects i still think the command center for spd is is one of the best absolutely that entire set that entire academy set with the rooms the rec room the training area, Kant's lab, all of that. It was just so well done. And it looked like a big budget sci-fi TV yeah. show. Yeah. I love that one of the main inspirations for the command center is the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Yes. With the with the center console and the, all that like oh I just that I, I just love everything about SPD so much. <laughs> I love how it It's really cool. I love how it turned into one of the Megazords. Yeah, the Delta Command Megazord, like the big Delta Base Megazord. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. Because I had watched Decaranger, I was wondering how they were going to do that in SPD. And I thought they did a great job. I think the set for SPD fit a lot better with the theme of the Delta Base than it originally did in Decaranger. Hmm. It looked like that set was built for that exterior. Whereas in Decaranger, I, I think their sets weren't up to par with the look of how the Delta base looked. I think that just goes to show how big and great Greg's vision was for the series, too. Not only did he do all the set stuff, but he did all the makeup for all the aliens in the show. Wow. He did all the creature stuff. He designed Grum. And even though the, they didn't have the budget to, he made Isenia Kruger, Kruger's wife, on his own dime because he wanted to have that character in the show. I think he was one of the best things that happened to Power Rangers. And 
it's sad that they didn't continue to have him on for Mystic Force. Because apparently he had all these ideas for Mystic Force, and for whatever the reason, Disney was like, ah, we're going in a different uh, direction. That That's a huge mistake on Disney's part. Greg is one of those people who pours every... Yeah. ounce of himself into his passions and yeah and it shows with the work he does mm-hmm. having him on for extra seasons would have been just amazing especially for oh, God, like God. a magic themed season he's done things in that theme as well he's done movies like i mean he made the blue that little creature of his own movie so he's done sci-fi he's done fantasy i think he worked with jim henson at some point on on something god yeah just the possibilities if he were to continue to Mystic Force, would have been huge. Mm-hmm. On top of all that, with the production values and creating the props and all the makeup, he was also an executive producer of the show, <laughs> too. And he directed the first two episodes and I believe a couple more. The man is just, wow, that season is totally his. If anyone gets a chance to meet him at a convention, he's just a fascinating individual to talk to. He's got so many stories, and if he's on a panel, go to it, because you would learn so much from that. You can't hear me, but I'm nodding my head vigorously. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the reasons why SPD is so successful is because of the high production values. It totally raised the bar on Power Rangers that I don't think we've hit until Dino Charge. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And um, one thing I want to mention before we get too far along, if you want to see Greg Aronowitz in action and see how he does some of this stuff, he was on that sci-fi show called Hot Set. Hot Set, yeah. And you can see more of his thought process and how he achieves things. It's really awesome. I'll have to check that out. I am such a sucker for behind-the-scenes stuff. I don't think they ever brought that show back. It was only on season. And I remember because I watched it and I think that was the second C2E2 I saw him at. And I talked with him about Hot Set and he was telling me about the process. And he's like, yeah, it really was that crazy. We had to do it in that short amount of time. And he said it was absolutely nuts, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's just a fascinating thing. Also, aside from that, everyone should check out his YouTube channel, like I mentioned before. He does a lot of behind-the-scenes tidbits. He has a blog, but it's if you look up Barnyard Effects blog, he has this entire blog, and he's got maybe five or six articles on SPD, mm-hmm. and they're full of behind-the-scenes pictures that I don't think they've ever released. And all of his thought process on SPD. So I'll include those links in the show notes. But yeah, you guys have to check that out if you haven't yet. I can forgive some of the things that other people might harp on SPD about. Like, you know, it's got a weak middle. At some points, they rely too much on the Decker Ranger filler. But I can look past that because I love the cast and just the production values of the show. It really keeps you glued to watch Power Rangers. It it gives you so much more than those little disappointing things. So it's very easy to overlook them. The concept was so good that it could succeed without the Power Ranger elements. I would not doubt that. Oh, we didn't talk about the villains. (laughs) (laughs) we're We're so like, oh my god, SPD. I thought Grum was super creepy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, the skull face and the horns and the brains exposed and the whole skeleton theme. I thought it was just really menacing and it was really cool. It really worked well. And I mean, especially like the way the costume worked with the lighting inside of the the ship set. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's an interview where Greg talks about how he wanted to design this character sort of with a Maleficent vibe with guns and everything. And it's just... It all works so well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the one of his blogs. He goes into the whole Maleficent thing because it was a Disney production. He thought it would be cool to kind of tie something Disney into it. But yeah, I mean, if you would have told me in two thousand five, oh yeah, Grum's inspiration is Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, I would have been like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, there was. I think it might have been on his blog. Or there was like a line about how he wanted to make him even scarier. Yeah. And they told him to tone it back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering but, what he could have been if it wasn't toned back. But if that's toned back, that was still pretty creepy yeah. for a Power Rangers villain. Yeah, like we haven't had something that creepy since probably Zed. Yeah, and I totally got that Zed vibe from Grum just because of the exposed brains and the really menacing voice. Mm-hmm. I really like those glowing eyes. And I like that there were still eyes underneath the glowing red lenses. I just like that whole thing. Like It was just, it was creepy and Who, it worked. Whose bones was he wearing as armor? Yes. <laughs> whose bones <were> those? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty creepy if you think about it. I never thought of it like that. I just thought of it, so. Wow. In Decoranger, there was no central villain. There was just the recurring one of Agent Abera, which turned into Broodwing. And I like that they used what he was in Decoranger and they turned it in SPD as he was kind of like this black market broker. Yeah. And he was just waiting for the highest bidder. And at the time, Grum was paying him the most until Grum started to screw him over. And then Broodwing had his own plan for SPD. I just like they added that extra level to the villains. Mm -hmm. It was just another layer of context. Smart for kids. Something that adults can relate to as well. I still enjoy watching SPD to this day. In fact, when we get off, I'm probably going to binge watch some. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably going to watch some just for the heck of it. I mean, it's got great stories. Another villain that we didn't talk about, the the main villain, Mora and Morgana. What did you guys think of that character? Uh, I did not like her (laughs) at all. (laughs) Both versions? Yeah, just in general. Oh, okay. I enjoyed the unique approach to coming up with monsters. Mm -hmm. The fact that she draws these monsters and then he brings them to life. What was great about SPD was the villains weren't all those types of monsters. I like that there was like some criminals, some villains that were a part of the Rangers past. And then you've got Mora creating some monsters. Right. So I like that there was a mix that it wasn't just monsters, but it was also aliens mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. I liked that aspect of her, but just her personality. Yeah. I it was, was a little grating. Yeah. I wish there was a little more that they explain like why she was so afraid to be an adult and why she didn't want to be Morgana, that kind of thing. Well, let's be honest. Eric, if you could go back to playing with toys and, and not worrying about things like work and bills, 
and things like oh, that. Yeah, you've got a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a space criminal. I don't think she has to worry about <laughs> I didn't like Mora, but I did like Morgana. Yeah. I liked that there was kind of a rivalry with her and Z, which transferred over from when Morgana was Mora. Because in the episode Sam, it was a yellow focus and also Sam when he was younger before he became Omega. That's when Z trashed her doll. And so she had this grudge against Z, which carried over when she became Morgana because they had that awesome fight scene mm-hmm. between the two of them in, in the woods in that one episode. Yeah. Um, so I liked little things like that. I really liked the continuity of the series. Speaking of continuity, this series has a ton of connections to other Power Rangers series. Yeah. So first, I want to give a thanks to Ranger Wiki for providing some of the trivia that we're going to be talking about in this episode. If you go to their main SPD page, they've got, I think, half the page is like trivia (laughs) and interesting facts. And whether it was to save budget or just the resourcefulness of Greg Aronowitz, they were able to use a lot of different monster suits and old makeup and some old props before Disney trashed the Power Rangers vault. Greg was able to go into there and take a lot of the elements from past Power Rangers seasons. And that's why, you know, the A-Squad helmets are modified space. That's why there's... Well, we're going to get into it. So (laughs) one of the first things... During the episode Stakeout, Jack and Sky are playing a video game, and the two characters they are playing are the Blue Centurion from Turbo and Cyclopter, which was a monster that Lightspeed Rescue fought. I remember the episode, and it was just a little thing. They were playing like a 3D holographic game in the break room, and it was like, oh my god, that's Blue Centurion. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of makes sense if SPD is this galactic space organization Blue Centurion could have been part of that, an early force of that. Wow. Both KO-35 and Onyx are mentioned in SPD, and both were planets that were visited in Power Rangers in space. If I remember Reflections, the prison was actually in orbit of Mm KO-35. It was like an asteroid prison. Yeah. In Episode 9 of Idol... When the SPD Rangers are having lunch before they get the alarm from Cat Manx about the breach, you see a TV in the break room with motocross going on, and that has footage of Dustin, the Yellow Wind Ranger, and Blake, the Navy Thunder Ranger, from Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Oh, I, I never knew about that yeah, one. Yeah, that's one I'm going to have to go back and watch for, because I did not realize that. In the background of some of the training scenes, I think it was the one where Jack is just kind of lounging around and they're all doing the mud thing. (laughs) (laughs) And in the background, you actually see an Aquitian, a member of the Aquitian species from Mighty Morphin Morphin Alien Alien Rangers. There's another alien, which is great because we've known since Mighty Morphin that aliens are in this Power Rangers universe. Mm -hmm. This was the first series since Power Rangers in Space to have its theme written and performed by Ron Wasserman. When I heard that Ron Wasserman was coming back, I was like, oh my god. I remember this. On Ranger Board, he actually leaked some of the early demos of the SPD theme. And I remember downloading those because 
<laughs> I mean, it's, it's Ron Wasserman. I think yeah, those are yeah. still on my old iPod. So. <laughs> yeah, they're on my hard drive somewhere. But that kind of bit him later on because he actually made demos for Mystic Force. But because he kind of leaked the SPD stuff early, I guess the executives at Disney or whatever didn't want him to come back. But trust me, the demo theme for Mystic Force that Ron Wasserman did was... Awesome. A thousand times better than what we got. <laughs> it was so freaking... The rock version, we should probably specify, I think. Uh, yes, the rock version. Even, but even the rap version wasn't too bad, so... Well, anything's better than overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> So in the fourth episode, when Sky's looking at a picture of his father and also the flashbacks, uh, we see the Red Ranger uniform, which is a red modified Time Force Ranger costume. The younger Sky, he's holding the red Time Force helmet, which totally goes to the our head cannons episode <laughs> where SPD is kind of like an extension of Time Force. It totally is. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was one of the cool things, but you get a lot of fans are like, Oh, wait, so does that make Wes Sky's dad and this and that? It's like, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I just think it's funny that, you know, when they do the flashbacks to where Cat and Doggy are talking about SPD on Earth in 2001, <laughs> and in, on the bottom it's got, you know, the thing that says it's the year 2001. You can make your own connections with that. I don't think that was an accident. No, definitely not. And that's the subtle hints to continuity and to the bigger universe at large, which I really like and I've missed with these later seasons. So in a way, I'm kind of hoping Dino Charge maybe references some past continuity. But don't get me wrong. But even if Dino Rangers... Dino Rangers... (laughs) Even if Dino Charge doesn't reference past seasons... I'm still okay with it just because of how great of a season oh, that yeah, is. yeah, definitely. SPD is the first series since Power Rangers Time Force to have any of the team's Megazord survive after the finale. Although the Delta Squad Megazord was destroyed, the SWAT Megazord, Delta Command Megazord, and Omega Max Megazord all survived. Well, speaking of first, I was looking at this list on (laughs) on Ranger Wiki. SPD has a ton of firsts for the Power Rangers franchise. So, it's the first series to feature pink rangers that did not have a skirted uniform. So, Sid and the A-Squad pink ranger, there was no skirts. And it's the first time that a female yellow ranger had no skirt, but has a legitimate female Sentai counterpart. Because Power Rangers is famous for taking yellow male rangers from the Sentai and turning them into female yellow rangers. And for that reason, they don't have skirts. It's the first season since Time Force to have a pink ranger. And this completely blew me away because when I read it, because I was like, wait, really? Yeah. And then I thought, well, Wild Force and then yeah, Rangers, I'm doing- Dino Thunder. Oh, SPD, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing the timeline in my head. That's actually, wow. But yeah, five years <laughs> between that. That's kind of crazy. 
It is the first season where the name is an acronym, and the first since Zeo to have only three letters in its name. Of course, the other acronym season being RPM. Yep. It's the first Power Ranger series to feature an active Seventh Ranger, that is Doggy Kruger. It is the first series to feature an active ranger with a known identity who is not credited in the opening sequence, so the Omega Ranger. Yeah, that's because Omega Ranger didn't have an actor, oh. uh, which is something that Bruce, the executive producer, said that he wished he fought uh, harder he, for. Yeah, he wished he fought harder for it. But at least we got to see a glimpse of what future Sam looked like in the finale. Yeah. I'm glad that we at least got the Sam as a kid storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, hey, I'm a ranger from the future. It is the first series to feature an orange ranger, imaginary or otherwise. <laughs> oh, boom. It is the first series to have an episode take place in Japan, the country from which the Power Ranger source material Super Sentai originated. It is the first series in which one ranger morphs using their teammates' powers. There have, however, been previous instances of powers being passed from one ranger to another. I think that's cool that since the SPD powers were tech-based, it all came from the morphers. Essentially, anyone could be a ranger. As long as you had the morph. Yeah, and I and that episode in in question, the one where uh, Sky uses the Red Ranger morpher to avenge his yeah. father, like that reflections. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Uh, oh, we'll get into that because <laughs> 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 apparently everyone likes yeah, that episode. Yeah. It is the first series to have three female rangers on one team, and as of the final episode, four with uh, Nova Ranger mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> is the first series to have a female Red Ranger, the Red A-Squad Ranger. And I've heard plenty of arguments. They're like, well, Charlie doesn't count because she turned evil and blah. Well, no. Because before she went all bad, she was still a Power Ranger. Bruce has said that he and the producer of the show had to convince Disney to use a female Red Ranger, and that while it may have been a small step now, it may one day lead to a full-time female Red Ranger on the show. It would take Toei, the producer of Super Sentai, until 2009 Samurai Sentai Shinkenger to feature a female Red Ranger, which became Lauren and Samurai. Mm-hmm. It is the first series to coin the term Ranger Up, meaning as a preparation to morph. I love Ranger Up. I don't know why. It's so cool. <laughs> That's why we have it That's, in our intro in every episode. Uh, you know, it's time to ranger up. I just, I love that. It's like, yeah, let's ranger up. It's just like, oh, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know why I like that so much. It sounds just, really cool, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is the first season where monsters do not grow to large sizes, but instead retreat to the cockpits of Zord-sized robots for the final battle. Endings Part 2 was the first episode since Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, to feature a non-Sentai monster fighting a Megazord. Because that was Omni's final form. Grum's ship turned into that big, crazy monster thing. Mm -hmm. Totally not in Sentai. That was not in Deck Ranger. (laughs) It's the first series to feature an entire team of American-created Rangers, the SPDA Squad Rangers, the second series to feature any American-created ranger, the first being Lightspeed Rescue's Titanium Ranger, and the A-Squad's helmets are refurbished Power Rangers in Space helmets with SPD emblems on top, 
the back and sides redesigned and the Black Ranger's helmet repainted green. The primary uniforms of the A-Squad appear to be motocross padding and black spandex. I always thought it looked a little cheap in comparison. Uh, yeah, like, it was a little cheap. <laughs> I, I, I liked it, but eh. I think the guns and the helmet made up for it a little bit. Though. Yeah. Especially to see them, though, in the final battle in endings against the B-Squad. I did think that was really cool. Yeah. It made the suits better, in my opinion. Yeah. Just to see them in action instead of hut, 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 hut yeah. down the hall or whatever. <laughs> SPD is the only series to have all the titles of their episodes consist of one word. This is an in-joke by producer Bruce Kalish, as he has previously worked on Black Hole High, a fantasy series which also consisted of one-word titles. And to expand upon that, every subsequent season that he worked on, like uh, Mystic Force was two-word episode titles, Mm -hmm. and then Overdrive was three, and then Jungle Fury was four, and then he was done after Jungle (laughs) Fury. Imagine if he stuck with something like The Simpsons. For 10 years? Or like, The Simpsons, I think, is on epi- like season 27 or 28. <laughs> the one in which Homer eats a donut and then Marge... <laughs> ca- like, that's the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, at that I mean, point, the episode titles on- just become the episode descriptions at that point. <laughs> I mean, what if he stayed on all the way until Dino Charge? It would have been like, this is the first Dino Charge episode, guys. <laughs> Ta-da! Like, I don't know, like, ten-word title. <laughs> I think at some point he would have to have done, like, a reset or yeah, something. Yeah, Okay, I did not know this, because I never watched Abba Ranger, but apparently this season seems to borrow a lot of plot points from Abba Ranger, which was the series that Dino Thunder was based on. Here are a few similarities. Both series feature a mentor who is also an extra ranger, who lost his homeworld to the villains. Said Ranger also thought to have lost his wife to the villains, who is later revealed to be alive. So this is Asuka and Doggy Kruger. Wasn't Asuka the black Abba Ranger? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Both feature a childlike female villain, who is later forcibly grown into an adult body. So that's uh, Liji, Lejewel, and Mora Morgana. Both feature godlike villainous leader who later uses the villain's base as their final body. I'm not going to try to pronounce <laughs> this, but Dezu, Mozorla, and Omni. So, I, again, I never watched yeah, Ranger, so I, I don't know. Both feature an episode where a non-ranger ally pretends to be an, a ranger using a homemade costume to impress their parents. So that's Emery as Abare Pink and Boom as SPD Orange. That's so, that's a lot in common. That can't be a coincidence. No, not even a little bit. That has to be preemptive, like, hey, I thought these things were cool in Abba Rangers, so let's bring them on to SPD. Well, the thing about that was Bruce Kalish, before he worked on SPD, he wrote an episode of Dino Thunder called Isn't It Lava-E? So he was exposed to some of that Abba Ranger footage. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe he kind of borrowed these points since Dino Thunder never used them, which I think is really creative. That's really cool, yeah. SPD is somewhat infamous for two airing mistakes. In Canada on July 30th, 2005, Wormhole, the second part of the SPD Dino Thunder team-up, was aired instead of the scheduled Messenger Part 1. Wormhole had been slated for a strictly DVD release. 
Oh god, I remember this yeah. on Ranger Board. <laughs> Everyone lost their minds. They're like, <laughs> people lost. Oh my mind. god, it's out. We gotta find it, get it uploaded to the internet quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like the very early stages of um, like file transfers and torrents and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So people were going nuts for it. And Wormhole didn't air until, like, February of 2006, like, the next year. Because it was supposed to be a DVD-only exclusive. But then they finally aired it on, I think it was, like, what, JetX at the time? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, special SPD lost episode. And I'm like, it hasn't been lost. We've seen it for, like, six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first, I think, the first torrent or download that I did for a TV yeah. series. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I was already at that point downloading <laughs> torrents for the Sentai. But, yeah, it was like one of those strange early times in file transfers. <laughs> we're like, oh, my God, okay, someone recorded and uploaded it. <laughs> we all have to download it. Also, the episode Impact, production number 1533, was aired 28th in the series, accompanying a previously on Power Rangers SPD that featured scenes from history which was slated to air after that episode. I love that. <laughs> Previously on SPD, here's a bunch of stuff you didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember watching that episode. I'm like, wait, did I miss a weekend or yeah. something? Like, what happened? SPD is the last season to have a team up with the previous whole team. It is the last season to feature a team up where the current team morphs first. That is kind of depressing yeah. that in 10 years, we haven't had a team up episode. <laughs> I want a team-up with a whole team again. Yeah. I really do. In fact, I don't care if Dino Charge brings back Super Mega Force just for a team-up. I think it would be cool to have a team-up. That would be awesome. And I I would love to see what Chip Lynn does with those characters since they were given the shaft in Super Mega Force. (laughs) I really would. I would be very interested to see how that turns out. But... I'd be more interested to see an MMPR and Dino Thunder crossover yes. with Dino Thunder. Yeah. Yes. This is the second series since Lightspeed Rescue where the Rangers' identities are known to the public. SPD <laughs> ties with Power Rangers Wild Force for having the most Rangers in a single season at 19, which this includes the five A-Squad Rangers, the five B-Squad Rangers, four additional Rangers, and the five Dino Thunder Rangers. And in Wild Force, it was the six Wild Force Rangers, six Time Force Rangers, and the previous seven Red Rangers in Forever Red. And ironically, Tommy Oliver is included in both numbers of Rangers, even though he never appeared unmorphed in Wormhole. And at Anime Central 2008, Jason David Frank stated that Disney never contacted him about returning for Wormhole. I remember that. Zach, you and I both went to Anime Central. We sure did. It was my first Anime Central, and I only went because the Power Rangers were going to be there. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, before we get to everyone else's favorite episodes, what are your top three episodes for SPD? Oh, gosh. I know, it's difficult. And I will allow two-parters to count as one. Okay, that makes it a a load easier. Number three for me is Shadow. I loved seeing Doggy get into action. I loved the use of the -the over-the-top Sentai footage with the 100 Crybot counter in the corner. The fact that they kept that in, I was laughing like an idiot. And not only that, 
But the fact that they added footage yeah. to that fight as well, which was insane because in Decker Ranger, that was already an amazing fight. And on top of that, they added Power Ranger fighting to parts of that. Yeah, yeah. To extend the footage. I thought that was incredible. So that's probably number three. Number two, gotta be Reflections. Just, yeah, the, the great story of, of Sky having this redemption for his father, having his justice on this guy. I forget the villain's name. That's so bad of me. Uh, Thank you, Murloc. It's like World of Warcraft, anyway. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. there's a little creature called Murlocs. But yeah, getting his justice for his father, I think, was interesting. Yeah. And, of course, get him getting to use the Red Ranger powers and, and use the Battleizer. And... Wasn't that the two-parter that introduced the Battleizer? Yeah, I think it was. Was it? Wait, let me check. <laughs> yeah, just, I, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound right, but I mean, it could be. Reflection, SPD, really quickly. Yeah, the Battleizer was introduced in Reflections. Wow, well, there you go. So, that's interesting. And then, number one has to be Endings. Mm. I mean, we get such a great resolve to the whole story. Donkey mm-hmm. gets to rescue Isinia. We have the epic battle at the end with literally every character who had been in the show to that point, and right. even introducing a new one at the at the end, on the eleventh hour. <laughs> and the epic Grum stands up. He's like, "Donkey Kruger, you will face me. We will have our match, and you will kill me, and it will be honorable." And and Doggy just goes. Cuts off his horn and it's like, there you go, we're done now. Like, <laughs> humiliates him. It's it's such a great ending to the series. Yeah. So, those are my top three, I think. Yeah, I'm happy with wow. that list. Me choosing three episodes is a little difficult. <laughs> so just the first three that come to mind right now mm-hmm. are probably reflections because mm-hmm. I I just like how he used the whole power borrowing of the powers. Just that, yeah. that whole concept, I always thought that was really neat. And I must have watched Sky's uh, morph. Morph, morph sequence like 10 million times back then. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's a different guy using the... <laughs> you know. And I, li- I like that it was a different morph. Different yeah, style they had to morph film so the new footage. morph footage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, we get a battleizer? Like, holy crap. <laughs> it was a good episode. Yeah. And then Wormhole. It wasn't a terrific episode, but it's just one of the ones that stuck out the most for me. It's always nice to see, you know, the Dino Thundercast come back, too, and, yeah. and, and be included. And yeah. they were really good in that. Like, really yeah. good. And I, um, <laughs> like, even now and back then, when I found out that it wasn't um, Jason David Frank who did The Voice, <laughs> I liked watching it. And picking out the parts that wasn't cut and paste footage, because some of it, some of it was like cut and paste audio from yeah. previous episodes. I just like picking out the parts that was definitely well, not JDF, bad JDF impression. You know who did that bad JDF yeah, impression? Yeah, yeah, it was Jeffrey Perazzo. Yeah, who, yeah, who is down Thunder White? <laughs> yeah, he's just like eh, I've worked for a long enough time with JDF. I can appropriate his voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. going down, Zeltrax. And then I hated that part though, when like I love the concept of no one gets inside our circle, <laughs> but like yeah. I like that as, as like a fighting concept. But the delivery but when, is so goofy. The delivery was terrible. It's so cheesy. 
It was bad. I think it was like Dino Thunder White and Black were together at some <laughs> so point. So he just said it and twice in a row. He just said it twice <laughs> in a row without changing. And I'm like, oh God, you had to make that just a little bit worse, didn't you? And then the other one would probably be probably be the first episode. Oh, beginning. Yeah, just seeing the team come together and seeing a little bit how it was before Jack and Z join mm-hmm. the team. I love I, that they had those all gray uniforms before they yeah. got color coded. Were mm-hmm. I a man of a smaller stature, I would absolutely <laughs> cosplay uh, an SPD cadet in just the gray uniform. Yeah. yeah. I've wanted to for years. What? It's just I haven't had the money to. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, if I had all the money in the world, I'd totally go. Yeah, we all yeah. need to play the lottery and just win the Mega Millions <laughs> jackpot. Ranger Command lottery pool. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, I'm down. <laughs> but going back to beginnings, really one of the strongest season openers of any Power Rangers. Yeah. We all said it. Mostly everyone in our Ranger Nation answers said it. It's Reflections. That is such a great story for Sky. And with the resolution of what happened to his father, like I said before, the Battleizer, they introduced all these concepts, but it never felt... Like, it was a crowded episode. It was greatly paced. I really liked Reflections. It's probably one of the standout of the season. SWAT. SWAT was a big two-parter for me. I really liked SWAT. I liked how the team came together. Of course, another upgrade. That was absolutely fantastic. And I have to go with Shadow. These are all two-parters, but they were all great (laughs) two-parters. Yeah, Shadow... I love Shadow Ranger. Doggy Kruger kicks butt. I just, I loved everything about that episode. And then we, you know, we get the backstory on what might have happened with Kruger's wife and Kruger's dealing with almost like post-traumatic stress about his planet because there was that dream sequence in the beginning. That was a really good episode. Yeah. I like that. And it's always cool to have a a new Ranger debut. Now we're going to turn it over and we got a ton of of answers for our ranger nation answers segment and we asked what's your favorite spd episode and why so first on facebook epi carrero she said catastrophe is my fave because it debuts the first time of cat ranger i think it was an amazing episode i like how it was almost close to their sentai counterpart yeah Mm -hmm. catastrophe was a good one john shearer said shadow part one and two You got a great backstory on Kruger and started to understand why he is somewhat distant from everyone and why he makes the decisions he does. Then you get his awesome ranger form and the great 100 crybot fight. It followed its Sentai counterpart fairly well, which is always good. Well, not always good. (laughs) (laughs) Which which can be good. Yeah, Yeah, but in this case, it worked well. Yeah. Stephen Martinez says Reflection Parts 1 and 2. Michael Campbell said Endings Part 1 and 2 when they fight A-Squad. I forgot to mention that in my wrap-up. Yeah, the fight with A-Squad. Holy cow, that was an epic fight. Yeah. It was. God, I remember when on Ranger Board, remember when Japanese magazines had like a scan? Yes, they had a Japanese scan of pictures of what would happen in Power Rangers when it didn't even happen here yet. Yeah. So people were looking to Japan for Power Ranger spoilers. And God, early on, that's how we got early looks at what battleizers would look like, all that stuff. Because I remember the Mystic Force one, that's where it showed off 
the Mr. Force battle eyes are. I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. I remember, like, they got someone to translate it, and it said, the person translating it says, yeah, it says here the B squad's going to fight the A squad. But that doesn't make sense. How is that going to, like, and we were all like, (laughs) (laughs) I love that shot of them in that it was like some kind of arena or something where they fight. Yeah, where they fight the A squad. And I remember when they changed the last clips for the theme song, because they always change out the clips when new stuff happened. I remember that epic shot of all the SPD B squad Rangers walking up and like that badass oh, shot yeah. with, with all of them. I love and that shot. That was around the time that the uh, Japanese scan came out. I'm like, I bet you anything that's going to be one of the shots in the final episode. And sure enough, it was, yeah. I was like, God, and then they stole that epic morph sequence from Decker Ranger when they did the backflip and the suit materialized on them. Yeah, they copied that from Decker Ranger, but they did it so well. It was oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> I, I want to go back and watch SPD now after this. Oh yeah, I'm, that's I'm gonna, that's why I'm going to make my mind. my pizza and watch it, and that'll be good. On Twitter, Snappy at Snappy Dude said, "Smiley face." the finale, and watching Kruger single-handedly and unmorphed pick the main villain's <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> That's a lot of smiley face. <laughs> At the macabre chap says, Abridged, it highlights Bridge's ingenuity in such an effective manner and shows what an asset he is to the team. Hashtag SPD. Hashtag awesome. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> SPD for life. <laughs> abridged was another favorite I, I know i didn't mention a bridge episode but that's probably my favorite one i mean it's it's all bridge mm-hmm. he's got some amazing lines in that mm-hmm. eddie at sexy underscore ed said i love shadow part one and two doggy kruger was a great leader who overcame his past great story brave leader mm-hmm. agreed agreed yeah. Tyler Bozetsky at Tucson PR Zealot said reflections. Morphin Legacy at Morphin Legacy says recognition and abridged. Lissandro said reflections part one and two. Definitely translated well from its Sentai counterpart. Solomon D at Solomon underscore D said boom. The episode just a ton of fun and it was nice learning more about boom and his hilarious orange ranger dream. I think his parents were pretty hilarious. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> Doug at Doug Watchin says, No one's mentioned Wired. One, Sophie is badass. Two, Piggy drops a truth bomb. Three, Gorodon is rad. And four, Delta Command Megazord. Yeah, Wired was another great two-parter. Man. <laughs> there were so many good two-parters in that season. RJ Sills, Uchahabro77, at AnimeRodNet96 said, The two-parter where Sky deals with his dad's death by destroying the SOB who killed him. Always love that plot, of course. Reflections. <laughs> yeah. At Mr. Change Dragon said, Idol. The drama, Kruger's assassination actually being kind of scary, and the way they developed the Jack and Sky rivalry. That's another thing we didn't touch upon. That whole Kruger assassination attempt... And he just gets shot from a sniper. He's kind of hanging on for dear life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Power Rangers hasn't done a lot of that. Like, that that was pretty mature. Yeah. They took him out. And when Kruger got shot, everyone got stunned in that scene. It was acted really well. And Yeah. Like, when do you ever see that in Power Rangers? You don't. 
Jonathan Fu Hao at Fu no Kamioka says SWAT part one and two. It's a two-parter, so it counts as one. I love it because it shows that even if they are mad at each other, they are still friends and they care about each other. It was good character development and I enjoyed it. Thing, they worked for their power up. It wasn't like Kruger was just sitting on his butt. It like, wasn't like, hey, Rangers, you get a power up. Utilized friendship this week. Here's a new power. <laughs> You know I'm doing that echo effect again, right? I know. Right? <laughs> it's just become habit now. <laughs> Sean Carpenter at Snarky Sean. He said, Shadow Part 1 and 2, because Kruger is my favorite extra ranger in the entire Disney era, and his backstory is good. Scott Saylor at Digi Ranger 1994 said, Shadow, Reflections, History, and Endings come to mind. So three out of the four of those are two-parters. Yeah. <laughs> loves the two-parters. They're good two-parters. They are great. Mark Ivy at Watcher Mark says, My favorite SPD episode by far is SWAT, simply for the interaction between the Rangers as they affirm their friendship. Morphin K at Morphin underscore K said, Reflections, the emotions from Sky that resulted after Murlock brought up his father and what resulted after were moving. And also shows PR villains don't discriminate. The line, I don't care what color you are, you're going down. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> that genius of Murlock to drive that nail a little further into sky to get him to cry so he had a means to escape is fantastic i really like the kind of hannibal lecter yeah take exactly oh murloc was such a great villain exactly Mm -hmm. mr mike at m lundstead said reflection part two when sky morphed into the red ranger it was a great moment the monkey grid at monkey ranger says swat parts one and two it showed how the team came to work together and trust each other and they received power-ups win <laughs> total win total win all right my girlfriend that <laughs> g at that g17 said buttery toast even though i watched a few episodes of spd but that line sticks in my head Yep. Yeah, that's so. The power of that line is even my sister, who doesn't watch Power Rangers, and I, <laughs> the buttery thing, like as an inside joke between us now. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it even came up in, in the last episode when we were talking about Ranger Stop and Matt Austin. <laughs> then we were just doing buttery, and you can't say buttery like that without wiggling your yeah, fingers in front just... of your face. <laughs> Nightmare at Nightmare 10 said tie between idle and reflections. Both are a Great Sky episodes, and it shows Chris's acting chops. But I also liked how Jack and Sky's backgrounds, friendship, and teamwork were tested as well, as the idea of an assassination attempt with Doggy. Overall, they're both standout episodes to me. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Michael Riddle at Solaris Nights says, Probably abridged, idle, or shadow. <laughs> I forgot about reflection. <laughs> like, there are so many great episodes, it is really hard to pick just yeah. a couple you like. It really is. And then Darren Moser at Dr. Sci-Fi said, I like the episode Samurai. Going to Japan, in quotes, was just too cool for PR. So our grand total out of all of that, (laughs) Reflections had 10 mentions, Shadow 5, and then Endings of Bridge, Idol, and SWAT had 3, followed by Catastrophe, Boom, Wired, and History at 1. By far, clearly... Clearly, Reflections Reflections. is is the fan favorite. I really encourage anyone to watch that episode. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up for our SPD retrospective. Any final parting thoughts? I think we've said it all. I mean, really, it's such a great show. I would love to see 
a Power Rangers SPD ten years later, but that's wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> yeah, I think we all wish yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see, I mean, this is just fan wishful thinking, but oh, yeah. just to see if maybe Z or Sid ever got to be a different color. Oh, that's a good point. Especially after all the upgrading that went on, because by Overdrive, Bridge was red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think at that point, Sid or Z would have to be blue or green or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be unfair to keep them at just four and five. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bridge is leading a, all the other Rangers are girls. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an all-girl team but him, and he's just leading them. It's Power Rangers mixed with an anime harem comedy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> and, on that, and on that note, we've got an SPD emergency. Yep. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. Have questions. Email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. And from all of us here at the Delta base, (laughs) we'll see you next time. So Power Rangers anime harem comedy is now my new headcanon for what happened at SPD. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) We're never having a headcanons episode again. (laughs) On that note, I'm going to play some more Power Rangers Dash. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah, me too. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph, and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trekkie B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you're listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 